0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond, I'm coming at you from the windy city of Chicago. It is May 25th, 2017, and you know what that means? That means right around the corner is Memorial Day. Ah, yes, I can just smell the barbecue now. It's gonna be a good one, Are you guys be safe. And, of course, have a good time and remember the reason why it's called Memorial Day. If you run into any of your, uh, any servicemen or veterans, please thank them for their service and maybe take a moment to remember the ones that we've lost along the way. And speaking of, also Memorial Day weekend, starting like right now, as a matter of fact, they're doing the drawing for the fields out at the Ginky Memorial, Steinway Billiards, gonna be a good tournament and it will be free streamed so if you guys are into uh, watching some great pool go over to the AZ billiards UStream stream channel and there's gonna be a free stream of the ginky memorial this weekend you guys are gonna love that it's a great field and of course who doesn't love Steinway also going on right now as we speak at Buffalo's billiards down in Louisiana He's got a new location, a new pool room. Now, I haven't been to the new location yet. The old one was, you know, it was what it was. It was a nice place to to go get some serious action. But he's got a new room open, and they've got the uh, Pro Classic One Pocket going on this weekend. And I'm telling you this, going to be good. Great players. Uh, There will be a stream, pay-per-view stream, with uh, PoolActionTV.com. You want to check that out. The 24th through the 28th, Buffalo's Billiards in Jefferson, Louisiana. Great one pocket going on down there. Mm, mm mm Wish I could be there. All right. Well, we also have a good show for you today because we'll be talking to Miss Melinda Bailey here momentarily and special guest Mr. Uh, Mason Shuni from the United States Billiard Association. He's going to give us a lowdown on their uh, national championship that's coming up right around the corner. And he also wants to talk to you a little bit about the support that the USBA receives. So I think it's a conversation that uh, you guys are probably gonna wanna hear. So stick around. We'll be right back with Melinda Bailey right after this. Okay, welcome back, everyone. And I am talking with Miss Melinda Bailey down in the great state of Texas. How you doing, Melinda?
1: I'm doing great. Hi, everybody.
0: What's going on down there in the Lone Star State?
1: Well, for me personally, I'm getting ready for the Omega Tour stop this weekend. Ooh, okay. uh, That's what I'm, yeah, as always, it's always a little frantic
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right before the tournament uh, sure. stop. I mean, it's busy in between all of them but uh, usually the week before it's pretty pretty busy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. How big is uh, how big uh, is your fields usually on this?
1: Um, usually 80 players, but okay. we're opening but we've learned through experience that based on the number of tables, we can open it up. So this yeah. tournament has 12 tables. Okay. So um, 12 eight-foot tables. They have other tables, but cool. we're using the 12 eight-foot tables and um, so we can open it up to about about 95 players and get done um, in a decent hour on Saturday night. Cool. And then we always bring back 24 on Sunday.
2: Awesome.
1: Awesome. So there, the, the pool rooms around here don't have a lot of tables. So, um, sure. it, you know, otherwise we'd, we'd open the field up to 128 if we could. But uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we're working with, you know, 12 tables, sometimes 11 tables. Sure. sure. There's a couple stops with only eight tables, so we have to limit those fields to 64 players. Mm hmm. And um, there is one pool room that um, has 16 tables, so, you know, we can open that one up a little bit more. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You want to give a shout-out, a free plug for the room owners and uh, maybe give them a mention?
1: Yeah, this weekend, actually, we're going to Puckett's, which is in uh, South Fort Worth. Um, It's actually named after UJ Puckett, Mm. so that's pretty cool. Cool. Um, It's actually a really, really large place. They've got a snooker table. They've got bar tables they've got 12 8 foot tables two nine or four nine foot tables i think um it's a a really large place
2: um
1: and then next month we're going to clicks in um arlington Mm -hmm. is it clicks yes clicks in arlington um texas and they have 11 tables so that one's going to be a little little tough and then the next one we're going to a new location called uh, open table and it's going to be a, a whole new thing for us because, number one, it's a new pool room. And number two, there's only eight tables, but they're diamond bar tables. Ah. It's the first time the tour is going to be on bar tables, and they're diamond bar tables. So we're okay. super excited about that. Cool. That's in uh, July, the week before uh, everyone goes to Vegas for BCA. Got to plan that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Same tables they'll be playing on in Vegas. Yeah. So.
0: That's very true, very true. Well, cool, cool, cool. I'm I'm glad to hear things are moving forward for you. The pool scene is happening. What else is going on? I'm sure you've got a good topic for us to talk about this week, Well,
1: (laughs) I do. What's interesting is I thought I'd talk about something that I I haven't written about recently or maybe Mm -hmm. never written about. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. But it's come up a few times uh, with a few friends just recently, and I've experienced it in the past. And I thought we would just talk about it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I'll write about it, but there's if you go to Pool of the Journey, um, there won't be a, a blog article about it. There's plenty of others I wrote about, it, actually. But uh, like I said, I always write um, about 15 articles a month, so there's plenty mm-hmm. on there. But today I wanted to talk about um, league teams. You had talked about uh, about the expectations of joining leagues right. last time. You asked me about that. right? And this time I thought about talking about League teams. Um, so I was wondering. I was going to ask you first. Um, how many? How many teams have you been on in leagues and stuff?
2: Ooh. Uh,
0: not a whole heck of a lot. Um, you mean like sort of like lifetime? How many league teams?
1: Yeah. Like. Uh, uh, yeah. Sh- sh- sh-
0: you know, I might say four or five. Wow, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I see. You know, I'm not a heavy league player. That's why I only played uh, a few seasons here and there. I, I um, just that's you know, uh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't have extensive, extensive, extensive league experience. So I do it. Um, you know, every couple of years I'll join a league and hit a season, and then not, and oh. then you know that kind of thing. So right. Well,
1: hopefully this will still be intriguing to you because I think it's. I think it's kind of fascinating and intriguing in itself. Sure. Yeah. So what happens is, is when we, I say we, as in as in league players, we join a league and we, you know, we're on a team, and we don't play that good. You know, I mean, when I started playing, I didn't play that good, but I love the game and yeah. you know, lived and breathed it, dreamed it, sort of thing. Yeah. And so what's funny is, as you as you go through, and I've been playing league for 25 years, leagues. And so what's funny is, is is when your game starts improving, um, and you let's say you, let's say you've been on a Let's say I've been on a, a, a team for five years, and it's a great team, and I love them. But I also notice that uh, my game is improving, and, but the team as a whole is not improving. Right. And so what happens is, is you have to – eventually you realize you need to make the decision to go to another team and it's not easy it, it sounds like oh yeah that's what you should do but but it's not you've been with this team for five years you have camaraderie right They're friends you know and all of a sudden it, and we don't even think about this when we join a new team but we're gonna be competing against them you know people that used to I used to be on the same team with
2: <laughs> yeah but
1: yeah <laughs> but what I what I've recognized is in order for people to improve they need to move to better teams. They need to be around better players. Yeah. So what kind of the natural progression is, is, and, and one of my girlfriends is going through this right now, but one of the natural progressions is, is, let's say I'm with the team for five years and I'm improving. So all of a sudden these other teams that need better players, they're, they're looking at me because I'm improving and they want me to join. And so when they first ask, you're like, are you crazy? I've been with this team for five years and blah, blah, you know. But then you know maybe a season will go by and you realize that the other team is is being more successful they're going to state they're placing yeah. higher they're doing better at nationals right um it, it's not just awards um but it's also it, it's really about being around people that will improve your game and, sure. and the way to you know the way to do that is to get on a great team mm-hmm. and but it's really like one of the most it's a very hard decision it, it's it's such a tough decision to, to tell your team hey i'm going to join another team sure. you know you it, it, it it's hurtful it really is it and can and be, i yeah. have to be honest <laughs> and i have to be honest it's not just with girls so one of my friends actually just texted me about two weeks ago this guy and he says hey I know how the rumor mill is, and I just want you to know that I stopped playing with this team, and that he'd been with that team for, God, long as, at least 10 years, maybe longer, 15 years. I just want you to know I quit, and I'm moving on to this other team, and, you know, before the rumor mill starts, I'm just giving you a <laughs> heads up because people are, you know, and I was like, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, are people really, you know, are they really going around how, oh, you know, let's let's say his name is Tim. Oh, is, you know, the Tim, you know, they're really complaining or talking about it, you know, but they kind of do. Yeah. You know, but it, it and I, I texted him back and I said, you know, I said, I'm really proud of you because that was a hard decision. And he wrote back, he goes, it absolutely was. He goes, it took me a long time to, to make, to decide it. And he said, and, and it wasn't easy. And of course, his game has improved, so a lot of people want him on the team. Yeah. And so he, it was easy for him to find a team. But he, ironically he happened he happen to be one of the ones that contacted me a few months ago about getting some lessons um from some of the top players around here, some of the pros like which way he should go mm-hmm. because he wants to improve his game and he actually came up on his own that that you know what it's his own team that's bringing him down
2: yeah. and, you know that's right.
1: that's not really stopping him from excelling but that he could really do better you know sure. and he, and, he, and he and he and he was actually very relieved. Um, to leave, I shouldn't say it that way, but he was relieved to, to leave the team because he realized there was so much negativity and he realized he wasn't playing as much and he realized just a lot of things that, you know, on this team, they want him really badly and they want him to play more and they're more positive, you mm-hmm. know. And the other thing that was interesting about it is is that one of the guys on the team was, was very upset with him. And I told him, I said, you know, that's a, you know, in my opinion, that's a selfish teammate because we... But it takes a while to understand that. But when you when you play on a, on leagues for as long as I have, when someone t- takes that step to move to another team, it is a hard decision. And if anything, I am very proud of them. They're like they're finally like the little grasshopper that goes, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy for them when they Fly, do that because be it's going to be nothing but great for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other team that he was on, you know, never went to. I mean, I should say never, but they didn't go to nationals that often. And again, they were also very negative, you know, mm-hmm, and so that's mm-hmm, the thing. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be around more positive, great yeah. players. And he's super excited, but he's, but it was a hard, hard decision for him.
3: Right,
0: right. Well, and I can see what, what is becoming very abundantly clear to me. Because uh, now that you're talking about this, I understand the dynamic. I've been there before. I have played on teams before. And, uh, there's always been a case, you know, I had this weird problem where it it was the extreme, uh, opposites, you know, where I would get on a team that was crazy serious where, where I wanted to be somewhat serious too, but it was like, Whoa, you know, these guys are out for blood kind of thing. And then there was other, you know, the, the beer and pizza league, you know, and where it's like, Oh, come on. I know where it's just beer and pizza, but you know, you're going up there shooting with your eyes closed, you know, don't be silly. So you know, right.
2: there's got to be right. a place
0: for everybody there, and I like. I guess my point of that was that uh, your friends, ironically enough, even teammates, friends or teammates. Let's just use that term interchangeably for the sake of this conversation. Your friends and or teammates, um, they're either gonna do something for your game or they're not. Like you're saying, right. e- if they, you're either meshing. And rooting each other on, high fiving, good shot. Let's work on that. Let's look at our averages. You know how much do we win? How well do we perform? Or they're just not going to care, and you'll be the only one. And so, like you said, that's it's a. I guess it's a personal, a very personal thing to to decide where you are on that scale but right. you but you should at some point look at it and say, "Is this good for my game or is this bad for my game at the end of the day, you know what I mean? if they're your friends right. or your teammates, they should understand that you know what I mean that's uh right. that's uh, if that's your goal for even doing it in the first place, you know for changing teams in the first place, then why would they possibly be upset for you trying to uh, improve your game right you know what I mean exactly like
1: and it is. I mean, they have been together a long time, and so I understand that the guy was upset. But I also, no one other, no one else on the team was, and the, and and I thought that that was just that was just kind of crappy, you know. The guy wants to improve his game, and I mean, I don't know how he explained it to the team, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he did it nicely. But what I mean is, I don't know if he, you know, I'm sure he wasn't hurtful to the team, like, hey, you know, y'all right. bringing my like, game down or anything. But oh, yeah, I just um, another one of my friends. She's um, she's really improving a lot. And, and and you know and it's and I have actually been on teams where they brought me in because it sounds so mean, but they brought me in because I was the best player and they could learn from me. But but this person in particular, she, her game has really gone up, and and her team still remains like, you know, I don't want to say last place, but not doing well. Yeah. And and I and her and I talked about. It, I was like, you know, eventually you're going to have to. I said you may want to go to another team, and she goes. Actually, I'm already thinking about it. She goes, but I don't know how to tell my teammates. And I said, you know, you're go. I said you're going through a normal process of every pool player that's playing yeah. league that their game is improved yeah, yeah. on 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 this stage in their life.
2: Yeah,
1: we've all been through it, unless we've just automatically become on a master team. But we've all been in a position where we kind of have to hurt the team we're on because we're we're improving and and we want to go to a, a better team, right. a, a team that. You know, I mean, it's just it's really it's it's it's, it's just one of those pool league crossroads. You know, I mean, there's the pool players that you know just want to drink at night and they don't, you know, and just have fun. They don't, you know, they're not. They just want to be with their buddies, you right. know, and their girlfriends exactly. or whatever, exactly. and and that's fine. I mean, that's yeah, that's part of being being in a, in the league,
2: in, in, right?
1: You know, but there's but there's those of us, and I'm I'm included, you know, where I had to make decisions about moving to other teams and
2: yeah.
1: you know to help my game. And another interesting thing is that um <laughs> what's really tough about this. I mean, these are these are these are like lose your lose sleep type of decisions, honestly. They really are. Mm. But there's some situations I've seen where there's been brothers on the same team. There's been a a father and son on the same team and there's been two girls that are girlfriends on the same team, you know, girlfriends on the same team. Right. And 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 each one on the and of those of those relationships, one of them made a decision that, hey, I need to leave you, <laughs> you yeah,
2: know? Right, right, I'm
1: breaking up with you, you right. know what I mean? Like, I do. I'm sorry, but, you know, and, and you know, because one of the girlfriends, she you know, her game was improving, the other one wasn't. And she's like, look, you know, I'm sorry, I got, you know, I got to do this. And her, her girlfriend was very supportive. It, you know, she wasn't, I mean, she was all hurt, of course, but she was also very happy for her girlfriend that her game's improving and people want her on the team. Right.
2: Right, right. On
1: other teams and stuff, but the two brothers—I yeah. mean, you know—brothers are so competitive, and it, it was—it was a tough decision for them, you know, to have that discussion. I mean, you know, the hey, I'm going to go. Well, oh, we've been doing this forever, and we're brothers, you know, sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just—I mean, Absolutely. it was a tough conversation, very tough.
0: Well, you know, and it's funny like that. Um, mm-hmm. There are boyfriend and girlfriend, and husband and wife, and parent and child. You know, there. You know, the joke about. Uh, don't go into business with your family kind of a thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. because your idea of being serious is different than them. in so many different realms of, you know, life and business and everything else. Um, but then you still have to be friends with and live with this person or be friends, you know, despite where right. you will disagree. So that's another one of those political, I don't want to call it political thing, uh, human nature elements that kind of goes into it where it's like a, you know, if if you get too close to somebody, then it makes it weird. You know, it makes it weird where it's like, yeah, I don't really want to work with you anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't really actually like working with you. And this kind of sucks, you know, and that's like you said, that's awful to say it. But I think, uh, you know, be mature about it. If somebody if they like you said if if they had the gumption, the guts to say, you know what? I want to improve my game. I really need a better team. Then you should respect them for that because that's not easy to All do, right. you know. That's certainly not something easy. And that also means that they're working, you know, they're trying to do something better for themselves. So, you know, what All the right. heck, you know. Uh exactly. and they'll flip it over, maybe that'll be a good reality call for the team, for the other team members and go, "Hey, wait. We're not taking this serious enough." We're not in, inter- you yeah, know. Yeah, we're
1: losing. We're losing. Yeah, we're losing one of our best. Yeah, players. you know what yeah. I mean.
0: Like that, that, that <clears throat> might be a good. If somebody leaves your team, maybe you should say, well, why? Hmm. Right. Maybe we do suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. There are some teams that they don't. They're they're not there to get first. Absolutely pass. true. Just, right. You know, so it just depends. And and I do. I need to be fair that um, I've actually seen an instance where. I did write about this a couple years ago, where a teammate, I, it was a pretty strong team, and a teammate at the end of the season left us because she wasn't a strong player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, look, you know, y'all are, she didn't say it this way, so I'm going to paraphrase it, though, but she was like, you know what, y'all are too serious. Right. Y'all want to get first place. You know, I don't get to play that often because I'm not one of the top players on the team. You know, I'm really only a sub. Right. Right. I want to go get on this other team where I can drink more, stay out later, <laughs> and still go to state and stuff. You know what I mean? But right. and play more. She says I want to play more. I'm not playing that much because you know, because y'all are always playing the top players. And it and and it. I mean, I mean, reflecting back on, it, I was like, God, that had to be tough too. Because you're lo- you're leaving a top team. You're leaving yeah. your friends.
2: Yeah.
1: But she wanted to play more she wanted to have more fun and Mm -hmm. i guess we weren't that team for her and (laughs) and and it was a hard decision and and we all welcomed it i mean none of us were like you know upset with her we we totally got it it was really cool actually that we were supportive of it
0: Mm -hmm. well good that is good and like you said that certainly probably was uh, was probably not easy for her to because she felt like she's letting everybody down you know that kind of thing
1: exactly yeah, because you you leave the team with one person short. I mean, it's not, you know. I mean, they, these are. I mean, these are like I said, these are lose your sleep type of decisions. You know, because it's going to affect the whole team. Right. You know, you're losing a team member, and then, you know, I mean, there's just so much to it. It's,
0: well, it's, and you mentioned something briefly just a minute ago about, um, about uh, having, you know, let's say you changed teams or you were joining a new team, as the case may be. And now you may maybe you're the weak the weak link on the team because you want to play on a team with better players than yourself.
2: Right. right.
0: That puts an extra amount of pressure on you just right there off the bat. You know, like, uh oh. <laughs> now they're all, you know, like, ah, I have to work the hardest. Right. And I think that's one of the hidden benefits is that you don't necessarily go into it realizing that that's what it's going to make you do. But if you if you do if you joined a better team for that reason, there you go. There's your catalyst right. for improvement right there. You want to bring right. in. A, and I and I
1: and I. I mean, I have to really really think about it. But at the top of my head, I don't I don't recall any any time that it was a bad decision that someone made this decision. Mm-hmm. Their game has always improved. You know, maybe they didn't stay with that team, and there was lessons learned, or whatever. But it was never like the worst decision they've ever made. It was sure. always a good decision sure. Sure. because it's hard to get to that point. It's hard to, it's hard to get to the point where I'm going to leave a team I've been with for five years to be selfish and improve my game. I mean, it's 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 terrible to have to bring up that conversation. But when you have the guts to do it by god that's when you know that you know what my my game is important to me right and i am improved enough and i kind of let's face it i kind of deserve this yes. i shouldn't say deserve it but but it's true i mean don't just you know don't stay in a team because Absolutely. of loyalty
0: right right you know
1: you need to think about i mean pull is a competitive sport and And, um, you know, get yourself to Vegas, you know, get yourself in the top three in a state or national, you know, do what you need to do. You know, these are, these are people setting goals and and dreams and and making them happen when they, when they make, take that plunge to, to leave their friends to go to another team.
0: Well, you know, it's hard. you also mentioned something very briefly that I want to go back to for a second. And that is that there's a very fine line between being selfish or, you know, selfishness and self-improvement. They're, they're That's
1: a very good point. They're very
0: closely related. Um, and you have to be some a bit selfish, you know, to think in the mode of self-improvement, obviously. The first word is self. But that also, you know, hand in hand with self-preservation and all that other kind of stuff. I Don't feel selfish because you want to make yourself better at something if you want to improve exactly. your life you know what i mean um of course that is in looking out for your best interest but it's uh, it's something that's good you know rather than saying i want to stay home and eat bonbons that's <laughs> that's just selfish that's not self-improvement you know what i mean there's a, there's a difference so uh don't uh, like say don't feel guilty for wanting to improve your game and if you know like they say you got to break a few eggs to make cake right
1: Right. <laughs> uh, that's that's a very good point, actually. Very very good point. I'm yes, glad ma'am. you said that.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Well, you
0: know, because I know you know. <laughs> it's, but, but
1: you know, the, but it's, you it's, got it's a the good point. point also because it's a good point also because I think that's why that person that teammate got mad at that at his friend because yeah. he was being selfish that he was losing. I mean, he was being selfish in a sense because you know he was losing a, a good teammate right you know and and you know it's it is self-improvement for the other guy he should be happy for
0: him right well maybe he was justifiably concerned about whether or not his team was gonna do any good with this <laughs> with this person gone and so then it yeah. became him being selfish in the name of the team you know and which i can understand that reaction but it's right. like yeah. oh that sucks we're losing you but hey man you know do what you got to do you know it's not right. like right. you we owned you or something uh sorry that's not really how right. it doesn't work like that but awesome topic once again melinda bailey thank you so much for sharing
1: I should probably write about it i've been meaning to i just haven't had a chance of writing about so many other things and this one you can see is kind of a, a longer topic than just Mm You know, a couple
0: of sentences. Yeah, well, and I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, like you said at the beginning, I don't have dozens of league teams under my belt. But uh, for anybody that has played on leagues any, you know, more than once on a team, I'm sure that they understand what we're talking about as far as improving your game and what have you.
1: And I I do want to say that for any of y'all that are taking that leap to leave, a, a team that you've been on for years to another team I applaud you and I'm proud of you because it is not easy but I, I I'm proud of you for doing
0: it awesome yes and I would uh, ditto that sentiment if you're if you're looking to improve your game then yeah by golly do whatever. it if it means moon moving to the moon then that's what you do you know <laughs> so all right melinda thanks once again and uh, we will uh, talk to you caps next week bye everybody. All right, welcome back, everybody, and I am on the phone with uh, Mr. Daniel Bush out on the West Coast. How you doing, Daniel?
4: Hey, I'm great, Dave.
0: I'm also joined by Mr. Mason Mason Shuni, a president of the U.S. Billiard Association. How you doing, Mason?
3: I'm okay, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Daniel, for uh, allowing me to give you uh, my input about the interview.
0: Yes, sir. Absolutely, it is an honor and a privilege. So what's been? Uh, I, I hear that you guys have got your nationals, uh, three cushion nationals coming up here pretty soon. Is that right?
3: Yeah, uh, the national is scheduled to be in Tucson, Arizona, from June sixth to June, through June eleventh. Okay. And um, we're we're really uh, trying to organize and do the best we can to make it a very successful event as usual. And uh, it's a prestige tournament; it's, uh the best of the best will be there. In addition to that, I want to thank Daniel for POV Pool, who will be part of the USBA, and he's uh, currently the official live streaming production company for the USBA
2: yes. for
0: videos. Yes, thank you, Daniel, for covering that because you uh, don't get a lot of video coverage in the United States You know when it comes to three-cushion yes. events. Where is that event going to be held?
3: It's going to be held at Tucson. Uh, they call it Del Sol Resorted Casino.
0: Del Sol, okay. In
3: Tucson, Arizona.
0: Very good.
4: Very right.
3: good. right. Because Casino Del Sol, right?
4: Casino Del Sol and Resort, I believe. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Very good. And Daniel, great, you, a, you sorry. It's a
4: great venue, Dave. Great venue. Uh, there, there are plenty of restaurants there, and uh, you know, very fairly priced. Uh, the rooms are great. It's it's a wonderful resort. I really enjoyed. it. Awesome. We were there in January for an open tournament, and uh, I, I just had a wonderful time. It's a great. And actually, the uh, uh, the CEO there. Is he the CEO, Mason? Paul. Feldman, he is the
3: financial. He's a financial advisor for the uh, for the casino. Yeah. And he happened to be a billiard player. His name is Paul Seltman Jr. And his father also. Paul Senior plays as well. So. Oh, fantastic. And that's how we got involved with them.
0: yes. Very good, very good. Well, that sounds uh, like it's going to be exciting. Now, uh, Daniel, you are going to be providing uh, video coverage of that, right?
4: Yes, yes. Um, all of the matches on one feature table will be live-streamed uh, on POV Pool's YouTube channel, and uh, it'll also be embedded on povpool.com. I'm also making arrangements, uh, hopefully with Doug Dytel of 3 and also professorqball.com, that would be Paul Frankel, yeah. trying to make arrangements to embed the live stream on those websites as well, including the USBA website.
0: Awesome, awesome, very good.
4: Also, also <coughs> I think we're adopting, aren't you, Mazen, haven't you guys decided on adopting uh, a, a digital bracket system through CompuSport.
2: Uh,
3: I, I don't know what that is, Danielle. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm
4: sorry. We, we were, we were discussing that with Tom Paley, uh, and with uh, Doug Dytel and I believe that you guys are in the process of. We're
3: going to be doing electronic brackets this year.
2: Mm, cool. Oh, that is
3: true. I'm sorry. Yeah, I misunderstood you at first. Yes, we are doing electronic brackets. And, and I think uh, the system is really, really great. And I think it's going to work out much better than you do it manually. So, uh, you know, every player would know what time they start, what time they end. And, and uh, the next player come over and, and, and so forth. So Very I think good. it's going to be great.
0: Very good. And you're expecting, um, uh, you know, roughly how many countries do, you, do we feel like are going to be there?
3: This is strictly for U.S. players. That's why they call it the U.S. Uh, oh. championship. Okay.
0: Well, thank you. I learned something yeah. new today. I did not realize that. Yeah. I just kind of assumed that all the Three Cushion events were international. but So this is just American only then?
3: American only, the best players in the country, and also some uh, some qualifier players that I want qualifiers. Okay. And everyone must be an American citizen or permanent resident in order for them to play.
0: Gotcha. So, okay. Wow. All right. Yeah,
3: let's 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 clarify that just
4: for the record, guys, because it's not I don't think it's American only. You can be, you know, you have to be a permanent resident.
2: For instance, I'm from,
4: I'm from Great Britain, but I'm a permanent resident here, so would I be able to play if
3: I wanted to, Mason? Absolutely, this is what I meant. If you're a permanent resident or U.S. citizen, citizen, you are eligible
0: to play international. Right. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, no. I yeah, clarifying it. Just it's not an international event in the sense that people are coming in from other countries and ha- what have you. Okay. Gotcha. No Correct. problem. No problem there. Now, um, you oh. know, I hear these things to the grapevine, uh, and I just wonder why do we not hear more from the usba uh are you have you guys been struggling
3: well uh, first of all the, the usba was having uh, some issues with some sponsors we're trying to get more sponsors in which we have done
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh since i took over we got mcdermott on board as a sponsor we have issues with some board of directors which we're trying to clean up and trying to uh, really make it strong organization Sure. And we're going to the right direction at the moment. But uh, in terms of, of, of uh, you know, tournaments and other things, we are working very, very hard to try and to organize tournaments throughout the country and to also try to generate more sponsors
2: mm-hmm. and
3: trying to make the purses much bigger so we can get more players in right? and move forward in, in, in everything we're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's to, you know, um, uh I, one of the things that the pool community has been doing is uh, trying to develop new events and better events for the youngsters, sort of to bring them up into the game. Does the USBA have uh, any plans to do that kind of stuff?
3: Well, next year, we are planning to organize uh, a junior championship and a woman championship. Okay. And we're trying to get some young people involved in the game. And, uh, and hopefully we'll see if we can generate enough people and enough players to, to accommodate us and do this,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know, without the players and without the sponsorship and without the support from other areas, uh, it's not easy. So, right. so we need all the support that we can get from different, uh, venues and areas. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely true. Especially when, you know, um, pool pocket billiards get so much more attention most of the time, you know, it's, uh, it seems like everybody's, you know, saturated with all the pool information, and not so much with the billiard information. I'd like to hear more about it, you know what I mean? I, I, I have to go looking for it. So there's this, uh, I don't know.
3: Uh, well, we, we we do have a, a, a website. We we'll built a brand new website about a year ago with our webmaster, Doug Dietel, at 3 and we, we are, uh, you know, in the process of, of posting a lot of information, And the website has been tremendous help for us because uh, in the old website, we didn't have the privilege to post so many things that we had to change so many uh, softwares. So now everything has been changed to an upgraded uh, uh, software in in, in terms of the website. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, we can be able to post videos, we can post stories. Uh, you know social media suppo- uh, supporters and sponsors yeah and if you look on usba.net you should be able to see a lot of it already out there
0: mm, good very good very good well unfortunately I have to mention the, the passing of Bob Byrne just recently and um, uh, the, the good news uh, is that uh, he has donated his collection to be auctioned and the proceeds to benefit the U.S. Billiard Association. So,
3: yeah, Robert Robert Byrne uh, passed away uh, a little over a month ago, and he left a lot of uh, a, uh, a lot of uh, books and DVDs and other right. things yeah. for the USBA to be donated to the USBA, so they can use it towards expenses and and tournaments and, and other areas. But uh, that was nice of him. It's going to be a big loss. But we are doing a tribute at Del Sol Resort Casino International. That's going to be on June 7th at 8 p.m. for a two-hour tribute. And uh, we're going to have a slideshow from POV Pool to show Robert Byrne is past, you know, playing yeah. and commentating and being That's- involved in pool and what he has done for pool. And he was also a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that's that's the least we could do uh, right. uh, for Robert Byrne in return.
0: Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And if um, yeah. if any of the interested listeners, uh, you know, if you guys are, happen to be interested in the um, in the Bob Byrne collection or any of those uh, items of his, uh, the former cue maker Dennis Diekman is handling all of his uh, material and the auctions and whatnot, so you want to contact him if you're interested in any of those materials and stuff. So.
4: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that auction is now ongoing. And it's, it's, is it a silent auction, Mason? Or?
3: I believe it's a silent auction. They have to email a Deepman. Yes, to ask questions or, or find information about the collection,
2: right? Yeah,
3: and he would be able to tell them anything they need to know, and all the money is going to the USBA for uh, support and 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 uh, and do other right. things. With. Right,
0: right. And now here's a little surprise for you too. I you you didn't know this already, but uh, we have a um a lady, uh, a widow in Chicago, who is has a ten foot. Uh, Brunswick medalist uh six-leg carom table in her living room and she wants to sell it and donate the proceeds to the USB also. So there's Oh
3: my god, this is so nice. Wow. <laughs> that one. Yeah, it's
0: very nice. Her, oh
4: my god. Her, wow, who do, oh. to, who do we have to thank for the
2: for that?
0: Um Who's I it? Can't it, I can't give you I, I can't give her credit uh, publicly because she doesn't I can tell you guys off the air but uh, she doesn't want get credit for it. Um, wow. She is her husband was a former amateur champion three cushion player I guess I think he was the a- Illinois State amateur um, a couple of decades back and he put a provision in his will that you know the tables should be sold and go the proceeds to be directly go to the USBA so.
4: Wow.
3: That's wow. so nice. That's all. I'd like to send her a nice email with that. Absolutely. After we got off the phone.
0: Absolutely. That's,
3: that's just wonderful. Wow, that's great news. Thank you. Thanks
4: for that, Dave.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, I am sub- I was just thrilled because, uh, you know, it's uh, not very often that you find people that passionate about it, you know. So when you do mm-hmm. run into yeah. them, it's just, it's totally refreshing. So congratulations. You know a
4: beautiful that. thing. Yeah. I'd like to say... I'd like to say something, if I may, you know, regarding especially Robert Byrne. You know, I mean, Bob Byrne, uh, he really paved the way. You know, he he created a template for players, not just in the United States, but in the world. Not just for cushion billiards, but also for pocket billiards. And, um, you know, later in his life, I think he leaned towards... Uh, three cushion more than pool, just because of his preference. You know, he regarded three cushion as a much more difficult game, much more challenging game, right. and much more interesting game to him. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying any disrespect to pocket billiards, but that was something that was very important to Robert Byrne was the Absolutely. three cushion.
2: Yeah. And,
4: and I just want to say that with his passing. Uh, you know I think it's important you know what he's done for the USBA is uh, is really something special and it's his way of carrying the torch passing the torch on but I want to I just want to say that in my opinion I think it's important for people out there who really like three cushion and really want to get involved with uh, three cushion billiards in the United States to uh, to join the USBA and uh, try to become active in the sport because with the absence of someone like Robert Byrne in the United States uh, we really need somebody to carry the torch you know and and to keep this going uh, it's just you know that's just how I feel about that uh, and uh, you know I I, I hope that uh, we see some more growth. With the USBA over the coming years, I know that uh, there are open tournaments every year, and there are qualifiers every year that everybody can get involved with. And uh, you know, it's a uh, you know we, we also try to keep a high standard in the sport, which uh, which is also very demanding to keep that high standard because right. uh, equipment is not is not cheap in the billiard community, and uh, that's why it's so important for sponsors to come forward and to support the billiard, the three cushion, uh, the sport of three cushion billiards. So, and I'll just that's just my little soapbox on that. Uh, you
0: know. <laughs> that's okay. And, I agree. You know, Ditto. I thank,
4: I, I'm, I'm very grateful to Geraldine Thibodeau too, because she, she really opened my eyes to, uh, you know, the beauty of the game of three cushion. She, she really enjoys uh three cushion and, uh, uh, she was a lot more enthusiastic about it <laughs> than I was when when we first got involved four years ago, and uh, <laughs> and and, and uh, I I think it's safe to say that I, I'm just as enthusiastic as she is now. So good,
0: sure. That's I give her a high five for me then because uh, that yeah, she,
3: thank you, Geraldine. Yep.
0: I mean, if she knows that much, if she knows enough to tell you that it's that good, then she, you know, give her credit for that because that's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. That's, that's fantastic. Well, um, let's see. What else can we um, can we uh, pick Mr. Uh, Shuni's brain about? Um, what uh, besides the obvious, you know, supporting the sport and the sponsors and and that kind of stuff? What else do we um, want the USB to do here? Well,
3: the, the the most important thing, aside from the supporters and the sponsors, we need the pool room owners. To cooperate with us, sure. Without the pool of owners and trying to get them to do events, it's not so easy, right? You know, so we we ask the pool of owners to give us support to run this beautiful game to do events throughout the country, yes. and uh, you know we try to do our best to accommodate the pool of owners as much as we can, and as much as we can get from the sponsors. We really it's a non profit organization. We really don't make any money. We're doing it voluntarily, and we like to see the game grow. And like I said, forum owners are the big factor. Sponsors
2: mm-hmm. are,
3: are a big factor. And also the players. And I like to talk about the players a little bit, yeah. especially the top players. Okay. And, and the top players, and that includes myself. Okay. That they should give something back in return to the players in general in this country. Meaning if they go to an event, you know, and, and, and they were going to play in the event. They should contribute an hour or two to give a complimentary lesson sure. to the lesser players that are, or the members in general. Right. You know, because without the members, those top players won't be able to travel and go to the world championships. Right. And the USBA is paying for it. So the members are a big thing with the USBA. That's the only source of income that we have from the members.
0: Right. right.
2: Right.
3: And the least we could do to give back to the members. They give them a complimentary lesson, which they would love to see. Yeah. You know, they would love to see if one of the top players is coming to town and he's playing the tournament, and, oh, my God, we're going to get a free lesson from him. That would be awesome. Yeah. I want to take advantage of this opportunity. Right. So this is something I would like to throw out there for, for, for the top players and also for the members to, to work with us and keep – you know, uh, uh, supporting us on and playing tournaments, playing events, mm-hmm. and and I know it's not cheap, and some people are have you know most people have jobs, but you know it's it's uh, like an example of the national. I would, I would have liked to see more players play, uh, but unfortunately uh, we only end up with thirty four or thirty six players. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully next year people will realize what a great event it is, and maybe we'll give them an incentive to show up.
0: Right. Right. So, Right. Well, Mason,
3: Mason, can I ask you a question? Uh, sure. Uh, the national championship,
4: uh, uh, now, is that one winner who um, is then invited to play in the world championship? It's, it's a top the top two States. players
3: in the country or, that, okay, will, so that the will get a chance to go. Yeah, top two. Okay.
0: Very good.
4: And I just want to—I'd like to remind people that Mason Shunie is also a former uh, national champion, aren't you?
2: <laughs>
3: yes, I am. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've,
2: I've been
0: oh. around
3: a long time. Yeah.
0: Well, then you might know. Um, I'll—you know—I'm going to get it, his name wrong, but um, maybe you've heard the name before. I want to say it's like Leon or Leo. Maybe Magnus Magnuson or Magnus, something like that. Does that ring a bell? I don't.
3: The name doesn't ring the bell, no. Okay.
0: Okay, I'll have to look it up, but that's fine. Okay, well, is there anything else that you'd like to throw in that's important about this? What do we need to do?
3: Well, I, I would like to end it by Sang words. And Sang was twelve times national champion one time world champion mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of people however who he is, he passed away in two thousand and one and the thing that he left for billiards was he liked to make billiards beautiful in America. Yes. And this is my goal. So I'm hoping to accomplish this.
0: Hey, that is a fantastic goal. And um you know, and I'm I'm even gonna go I'm gonna take it a step further. If you, if some of you guys out there are not you know, let's just say you're not a big three cushion fan or not a big billiard fan. The only reason why you're not a big billiard fan is because you just don't know enough yet about it to be able to watch right. what they're shooting to appreciate how immensely difficult it is to make what looks like an yeah. easy shot, you know? It's like watching Shane, you know, play 9-ball. He looks like he's making a peanut butter sandwich, like he's done it a thousand times before, and there's could not possibly anything be hard about that. But that's exactly why carom billiards are so beautiful because it it looks really easy to do okay you got two or three balls da 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 da. no these are these are very very talented gentlemen that work for years and years and years to get this good so please miss you know don't misunderstand it is not uh carom billiards is not a joke it's it's the upper echelon of the the true scientists in this game so
3: that's my that is true. It's a fascinating game, <laughs> it and is. it's uh, probably one of the most, the hardest games in the world to accomplish. It really know? is to be a pro at it. So.
0: I mean, you yeah. really have to understand. You truly have to understand the behavior of the balls. I mean, you really that is correct. No, there's no way around it. So anyway, that's my soapbox, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. Uh, I wish. I want to wish Hugo Virginio the best of luck. Hugo is our current uh, uh, U.S. national champion. <laughs> And, uh, you know, join us on povpool.com and watch the Nationals June 6th through the 11th. And uh, come and see, uh, you know, the best of the United States compete in uh, one of the most beautiful games for the table. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Mason. Appreciate your time.
3: Thank you for having us and giving us the opportunity to express our feeling towards the game. Absolutely. And thank you for taking the time to do this for us. Absolutely. And thank you, Daniel, for pulling this together. And hopefully we'll be in touch in, in a couple of weeks.
0: All right. Awesome. Excellent. And we'll catch you guys next week right here on American Billiard Radio.